You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I don't question our team's desire, fight, or effort ever. Come to work every day with a great attitude and mindset. I think it's just our overall execution and ability to try to play a clean football game. We're going to need to do a good job with who we have to contain on defense, how we have to handle their best players in a kicking game, what do we got to do offensively to take care of the ball and be productive and score. And ultimately, if we do the right things and we play the game the right way, I think you know it'll feel a little easier to us, not in terms of the opponent. The opponents are really difficult, but in terms of the way we're making the game feel, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. Josh McDaniels coming on in. He uh, talked to us earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Talked about, you know, questioning the players. He doesn't question the players. He doesn't question the motivation, uh, the momentum, any of that stuff. He, the desire to play at a high level is clearly there. The execution of it has not been there. So uh, there it is. He, again, he met with us earlier today. You'll actually hear some more from head coach Josh McDaniels coming up around 4.30 here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Ari, i got to ask you real quick because it's now been – this is our third hour of the show today, and that's the third intro that you've, you've provided, and it's had that beat underneath it. Is that Girls Fight by Brooke Valentine? No, uh, but you're close. It is a little John production. It okay. Is, uh, it's, a, it's a Mob Deep song, believe it or not. Okay, okay. Which one is it? Uh, it's Real Gangsters, it's called. Okay. It's okay. kind of like a random thing that just popped up in my Every uh, time I hear that and someone's like, what the hell up, is he right? talking about? I keep thinking... <laughs> I keep thinking about Brooke Valentine girls fight. It, it has just, a similar vibe. It has. It has. There's yeah. There's an element of that, and I don't know which one. I'm I'm assuming the Mob Deep song was probably produced before Brooke Valentine, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's like '04. So it? yeah, it's it's look, man. <laughs> it's man, taking he, it back. I know that, but you do fine work uh, in that production area, and so uh, yeah, uh, I knew that 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 there was a that that beat was familiar to me. I was like, wait a minute, man, what beat is that? So he had a go. good run, little John. He had a long, a yeah, lot, a lot, yeah. A lot he of produced, stuff. he produced <laughs> some bangers, man, for real. He produced some Could bangers. Do the show so for three months, probably. The on fact stuff. that I still know Brooke Valentine's name tells you all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, because that was her only <laughs> hit, right? Yeah, it's about to be a what? A girls' fight. fight? Like, man, that was that was it. So there's that. I so. play that at the Ace on the Aces games, I should say. Oh, do they? On our uh, sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. Yes. Okay, all right. So there you go. Now you know. Now so you know. Uh, good stuff, Ari, Thanks. again, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. We have our, our Week 5 NFL picks coming up in just a few minutes. We did get a text from Rob in Oakland on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Perhaps this is a must-win game if we have playoff hopes or if Josh McDaniels is at risk of losing the team. But I see consistent poor play from the interior Defensive line, offensive line, and quarterback position. That makes me question the quality of our personnel. I see some unfortunate and some bonehead penalties that erase good plays like in past losing seasons. I'm not sure if I call it a must-win because so far we look like a low-ceiling team, but I feel like it's a must-play-well game for the sake of a team and fan morale as Rob in Oakland. It's always great to hear from you, Rob. Thanks so much for that. And, yeah, I just I think that they've got to get a dub. I think they've got to get uh, – uh, got to be able to check that W column, man. I mean, three-game three, three game losing streak. The frustrations are already boiling over. Raider Nation's frustration has been boiling over for a while now. Believe me, I wake up to them every morning. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wake up to their frustrations every morning, so I know. So it's, 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 it's on. It's on and popping. So I would love to see uh, a win – 
if for no other reason, for Raider Nation just to be a little bit happier, at least for, you know, one week until they're able to get back out onto the grass. But the other thing is they have winnable games, right? And I feel like I've said that multiple weeks in a row. The only game that, you know, they were really outclassed was that Buffalo Bills game. The rest of those games they could have won. They beat Denver. Obviously could have beat the Steelers. Right? There's some questionable calls at the end. I still think that the decision to kick a field goal as opposed to go for it was a bad decision. That's just me. And then they could have beat the Chargers, and they well weren't able to pull it off. And I know the frustrations from Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams is, is the fact that they know that those games are right there and probably should have been wins but ultimately were losses. Uh, let's go out to Orange County and talk to our guy, John. John, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, fellas? Uh, enjoying the show on the, in traffic right now out here in the L.A. <laughs> I know that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, man, you know what? Um, I really like everyone's comments, and I'm just gathering my thoughts and stuff. Uh, the text that just came in, you know, we, yeah, we got to get a win. Not much of a must win, but I think we got to have a convincing win. A convincing win where we're able to convince – the players themselves are able to convince themselves that this is Audi and this is what we got into, and they were. Yeah. And – think that McDaniels knows what he's doing. Oh, no. Did we lose the traffic? Get him? Still, oh, there he is. There he is. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I, I just want to know, do you still feel that all the players are, are believing in what McDaniels is teaching, what preaching, and especially with the offensive coaches, our defensive coordinators? Do you still believe everyone's still bought into the system? And aside from that, uh, just one question for you. Uh, directly, you always in, you always hear like, why doesn't this team in crunch time play with urgency? We see the offensive linemen just walking up there like, there's no sense of urgency. Like we've been playing the last two games with catch up. Like we got to catch up to to win, and we're pressing ourselves and might might be a little bit, you know, pressing too much and trying too much instead of trusting themselves and their skills, their professional skills, and dominating and executing correctly. So that's really what I had my comment and my question to you, man. Love, you, love the show, guys. Keep it up. Hey, John, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, man. Be careful out there in traffic. But uh, that's a good question. And I remember watching the Charger game on Sunday in Vegas, Jess, and, and his wife, Michelle, were at the house, and we were all watching it, myself and the wife. We were watching it. And that's what I kept saying towards the end of the game is I didn't see – the you know you don't have to go hurry up offense where you're just going you know a, a million miles an hour but I also didn't see them having like you said a sense of urgency I didn't see them hustling up to the line a little bit quicker you know having a little bit better pace a little bit more tempo I didn't see that and that's something that it's I didn't see it much last year I remember JT used to say it all the time he'd tweet out tempo tempo go a little bit quicker have a sense of urgency I don't see that it looks like all right hey let's huddle up Let's go ahead and take the time. I know we're trying to come back, but, let's, you know, it's just it seems like that, that sense of urgency is not there, but it needs to be, especially in the end of the game when you're trying to fight to come back. So that's, that's a good question. And, and the other question about is all the players still bought in? Are they all believing in the coaches? And I wish I had an answer. I wish I had an answer and said yes. I wish I could just say, yeah, there's no doubt all these, all these players are still locked in with the coaching staff. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't. I'm not a guy that reports stuff. That is all like social media that you see on social media because you just don't know, you know, but there's rumblings. There's rumblings of, you know, if certain players have made comments or, or, or like certain comments about, you know, coaches on the staff. I don't know. I, I, I would be I would just be speculating if I if I said that, yeah, they're all locked in or no, they're not. I think the guys that matter and, and obviously the whole team matters, but I think the leaders of the team, I think that they're definitely bought in. I believe Josh Jacobs is, is, is locked in with the staff. Is he frustrated? Sure. 
but I think that he's very, very locked in with the staff. He's even called Josh McDaniels an offensive genius, right? His words, not mine. Devontae Adams, he's the leader of the team. I believe that he's locked in. Max Crosby, he talks about PG. He talks about Patrick Graham. He said that uh, the last time we were in the locker room following the Steelers game. I mean, that, that's – so I think that the guys that speak to us on the regular, guys that are the leaders of the team, I think that they are. And if they're locked in, it's a lot easier to get the guys that aren't the leaders of the team to follow suit with what those players are doing. So I think that they're all good to go. But, again, I'd be lying to you if I just said exactly that. Oh, yeah, everyone's locked in. I, I, I wouldn't be reckless like that. Uh, let's go out to the Bay Area. We were in L.A. Now let's go to the Bay. From L.A. to the Bay to Las Vegas. Lester, you're up. What's up? Chew, what's going on? I'm chilling, hey, man. I'm chilling. Yeah, you know, these next three games, you know, as we all know, they're going to be critical uh, for uh, not just for Josh McDaniels, for the whole team. So if, you can't, if they can't get at least two out of three here or – they can't get one win at three. Um, it's going to be some problems going on. So the next three games is going to shape probably the season um, and where how competitive they're going to be the rest of the way. But, I mean, again, it's all about adjustments. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, this, this football team, we have too much talent on offense to only be scoring, you know, two touchdowns a game yeah. you know, and a couple of field goals. It, it just, it's inexcusable. So even with the, the struggles of the offensive line, they looked a little bit better in the second half of the game last week. It looks like Josh Jacobs has his, you know, running back legs going. He's seeing the holes, right? He's running a little bit lower. That's great. They're going to have to pound the football, but they got to use their other weapons. I mean, if if you're trying to throw the ball downfield and you know your pass pro is not good enough for intermediate and deep routes, right? That's where you got to do bubble screens to your fast guys. Trey Tucker, DeAndre Carter, get rid of the ball quick, right? You can't just try and throw the ball deep, try to just throw it deep when you know your offensive line is not good enough to hold them, you know, to, to, to protect for that long. So you got to chip away, chip away, and pick your spots when it comes to, to deep throws. The other thing is, too, they got to roll him out of the pocket. I mean, these quarterbacks, everything's within the pocket. I said this last week. There's no play-action rollouts. There's no move in the pocket to buy the quarterback time. It's just the play calling is just atrocious. And then you got Michael Mayer. I guess, too, you know, they traded up to get Michael Mayer to be a primary blocker, I guess, right? The kid's a receiver. Use him. So, we got to see things turn around fast. Otherwise, you know, I'm hoping to see uh, the, the referees. Hopefully they help out a little bit this game. You never know the NFL, the National Sixth League. They might try and help us out and get a couple of wins now because they don't want us to get the number one pick. But, uh, hey, get number one pick. We get Caleb Williams. Get rid of McDaniels. Hire Harbaugh. I'm out. <laughs> There he is. There he goes, Lester in, East, in the East Bay. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's funny, man, when you talk about rolling the quarterback out. They rolled out Aiden O'Connell at the end of the game. He threw interception. I don't like them rolling out around the goal line to the right or left because I feel like it cuts off half the field, especially in the red zone. You've got to have that space. But I do understand, you know, in the middle of the field, rolling them out one way or the other and trying to move the pocket. Um, you know, it's, it's again, we can, we can question the play calling all day. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like what Lincoln had to say in the last hour when he was talking about, you know, just see what these guys do best and, and, and really maximize it. And sometimes, you know, coaches aren't tapping into the extreme talent that some of these players have. So it's going to be uh, interesting. I don't think Coach McDaniels was going anywhere, to be 100% honest with you. I really don't. I think that they have next year at least. Right. I just and again, that's my gut feeling. Now, of course, if things just go off the rails and get real ugly then, you know, then all bets are off. But I feel like that they're pretty locked in with being who they're going to be uh, here with the Raiders even next year. So there's that. And, and I'm not calling for anybody's head. I just want to see things get turned around. I just want to see this team get back to winning, uh, which is obviously it's been a long time since they consistently 
were a winner. Uh, we got a text on 69187, keyword R&R. This came from Jason in Maryland. I've been telling you this, that the offensive line is not good since last year, especially on the interior. Van Roten and Bars might as well be the same person because they're both barbecue chicken. Big, physical, aggressive defensive tackles give these guys problems. Uh, New Orleans last year, Buffalo and Pittsburgh all had these things in common. Chargers not so much on the interior end. Uh, thank you for the text. I appreciate you. And, you know, last year they they had their issues with the offensive line. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but they still helped the, 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 the leading rusher in the league. You know, they still helped Josh Jacobs get that. So you got to give them that for at least their run blocking. Now their pass blocking wasn't great. And, you know, so far this year their pass blocking hasn't been great and their run blocking hasn't been great. Right? Neither one of them have been. Uh, Van Roten was supposed to be, again, I, I say that very slowly, Van, Van Roten was supposed to be an upgrade over Bars. They were excited about him, uh, the fact that he had been around the league for a while. He had uh, a little bit more strength, a little bit more power, but like Lincoln always points out, he's, he's playing too high. So he's a taller dude, and, and they're getting up under his pads, and that goes back to the point that you're making right there. I don't know what you could do with the offensive line at this point. It's kind of like you got who you got. There's no, uh, you know, no Lincoln Kennedy is, is out there on the waiver wire that you can go grab right now, right? There's, there's, there's nobody like that, you know. There's no Gene Upshaw. There's no Art Shell coming through those doors or out there on the free agent market or even a guy that, you know, you could trade uh, for, a, you know, for with another team because, well, those offensive linemen are needed. So I don't know what you do right now. You hope that Thayer Mumford develops into that guy. I think that you hope that Dylan Parham plays a little bit better than he's been playing, to be honest, but – uh, you know, he, he's he's a guy that I thought had some really good promise after his rookie year, uh, and I feel like he's kind of slightly taking a step back in, in, in his second year, but he's not the main problem. The main problem is what you said, the, the right side of the offensive line. So uh, thanks for the text. I do appreciate you. One more text, and we'll get to our Week 5 NFL picks. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q and Ari, what's happening, gentlemen, on this Thursday? I want to chime in as I'm not sure what today's topic is. I've been in and out due to this crazy work day. I'll just say this. At the moment, Raider Nation is upset with our recent three-game losing streak. However, I'm optimistic that Monday night versus the Packers will be the beginning of good things to come with our Raiders. Jimmy G will be healthy to play, and Devontae will go off against his old team. The defense will cause three turnovers, and we get an impressive 34-17 win. Chalk it up. Raider Nation stay positive. Lots of football left in 2023. Thanks, Q. Off to another meeting. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. If they come away with three three takeaways in one game, I'd be thoroughly impressed. They have one takeaway this whole season through four games. If they were to pull off three turnovers in one game, I would be I would be juiced. I'm sitting in that press box on Monday night and I'm fired up. You create three turnovers, all of a sudden I think that they turn the page, right? So if they do that, that'd be that'd be awesome. On top of that, they score 34 points, it'd be awesome because they haven't scored 20 points yet this game or this season. So yeah. I mean, 34 points, again, though, if they're able to create three turnovers, it's very possible. But I, I sure wouldn't count on that just because we haven't seen that. There's certain teams I could say, hey, like, like the 49ers play the Cowboys on Sunday night football. I pretty much feel comfortable saying that the Niners are going to create a turnover because they do it consistently. And I feel pretty good that the Cowboys are probably going to create a turnover too. You know why? They do it. They do it consistently. I don't have confidence that the Raiders are going to do it. They haven't done it. They've had opportunities to do it. First three games of the season. Actually, every game this season they've had an opportunity. Only last game they came up with one. They should have had at least two. They came up with one. But they've had every game this season they've had the chance to come up with a, a turnover, a couple fumbles, interceptions, pick six. Just didn't happen. For some reason, the Raiders can't find ways to create those turnovers, even though that's something they spent all offseason and all training camp working on 
was just becoming magnets and going and find the ball, see ball, get ball, like the great Charles Woodson, the Hall of Famer Charles Woodson said all the time. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you can keep that feedback coming at 69187, keyword R&R. That's the com text line. Of course, you can hit us up at 702-365-9200. We don't have any more guests the rest of the show. We will hear from Jerry Tillery in the Raiders locker room. Vinny sent that over. But before we do any of that, I want to make sure we get our Week 5 NFL picks as the Commanders and the the Bears, they get things started uh, Thursday night football, already week five. So they get things started on week five. The Raiders and the Packers close things out on week five. So, Ari, let's go ahead and get into it, our week five NFL picks. Yes, yes. Uh, you just said it. The Bears at Washington. You go first on that. I got Washington. I want to see something. Okay. Washington, I'll show you something, all right. Washington is six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that that's a lot of points. Uh, but I'll, I'll roll with Washington. I think Eric Bieniemy has got this offense playing really well, and we know that they have defensive dudes. Uh, I don't trust Chicago. They could potentially fire their head coach, Matt Eberflus, after tonight's game if they lose, which I would find as a shock only because I don't know who the hell they'd have be the interim head coach in the meantime, in between time for the rest of the uh, season. But I got Washington. Okay. Yeah, I do too. I just wanted to see if Shocking. by the off chance – uh, I mean, and I'm not making light of, you know, rest in peace to Dick Buckus. I just wanted to see if maybe yeah. you thought that somehow would propel them to just get that win. But even that it, doesn't sway you, right? No, no. But it does. Good. I do think it adds a little bit more juice to, sure. the, to the game because, you know, it's one of those things like, wow, Dick Buckus dies today at 80 years old and the Bears are kicking off week five of the NFL season. That's definitely something to pay There's attention something to. something there, yeah. Just, yeah, well, for sure. Just don't know if it's enough for those Bears. Right. All right, over to London, Jacksonville, and Buffalo. What you got? Um, Jacksonville's been in London for two weeks, right? They played last week against Atlanta, and then they just stayed there. Like, who does that, right? I mean, they just stayed there to play another game in London, so they don't have to worry about travel. They've been they've been chilling, riding around the city, checking it out. In theory, I think Jacksonville should win because they're there, and Buffalo's got to get accustomed to being there, and that's not easy at all. But – I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock with the Bills anyway, but I don't feel good about it. I don't. Buffalo's five-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't feel good about it at all because Jacksonville's been chilling in London. But I know that the Bills are the better team, so I'm going to go with it. But if I lose that one, I would not be shocked at all. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't expect that, even with the whole London part of it. Um, I just straight up go with Buffalo. But that's some good good knowledge there. By the way, real quick, are they giving Buffalo five-and-a-half, uh, making it as if Jacksonville's the home team or – or uh, uh, neither Jackson- of them get the three Jacksonville points? is the home team. I mean, they're, you know, they're home away from home is London. But, I mean, Buffalo. I mean, officially. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know Buffalo's five-and-a-half-point favorites. So, I mean, I, I guess they are, it's I don't know. It's even, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, moving on. It's uh, Houston and Atlanta, Texans and the Falcons. I'm going with the Texans. Okay. I got, uh, I got H-Town as well. Atlanta, I just talked about London. They played in a London last, last week, right? They mm-hmm. lost to the Jaguars in London. Uh, they were the team, one of the teams that was features in Andy's room. And speaking of, I didn't get to speak on Andy's room. That was the little Toy Story feature last week. I woke up early and I told the wife, like, hey, let's turn it on. I want to see what this Andy rooms thing looks like. I was only able to watch it for, like, five plays. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like, I get it, and it's not for me. I'm 46 going on 47, so it's not for me anyway. But, man, I watched a few of those plays, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I can't do it. I got to go back to the regular broadcast. I just couldn't do it. Again, shout out to the NFL for trying to make it kid-friendly. I guarantee there was a bunch of kids that watched it. It just wasn't this kid. 
<laughs> yeah. I uh, No, I love the effort, and I love creative stuff like that. It, it was a little bit interesting. I am a bigger fan of the slime, uh, what is it, the slime, the Nickelodeon games? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are kind of cool, so. Yeah, th those are, but, I'm a little more. I mean, just literally every player was a cartoon, and. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it looked, yeah, it looked, it just, I, like I said, I couldn't do it. I, I watched about five plays, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Couldn't do it anymore. All right, well, on to Detroit. Good old Carolina going for their first win. I'm Man, picking Detroit. Look, Carolina's going to Detroit. Detroit's 3-1 and one on the season. Detroit's a 10.5-point favorite. I can't rock with the Panthers in this one. I'm, I, I, Like I said, last week after the Lions beat the Packers in Lambeau Field, and I said I, I, I was going to actually go in the house and get dressed and go to the party because I was going to be late on the Lions, I'm with the Lions. But that 10.5-point favorite, that's a lot of points. True. That is a lot. of. I'm never comfortable with double-digit points in the NFL just because these games are so close. With that being said, I, I got the Lions. If I was betting the game, which I'm not, but if I was, I'd probably rock with the Panthers just because I think it's going to be closer. I don't think 10.5-point favorites is, is really – I don't think that they're going to cover that, but, you know. Yeah, they're hungry. But, yeah, I don't see it either. So I got Detroit as well. Uh, so do you have any game that's different than mine yet? You don't, do you? So far, no. Washington, Did you Buffalo. not see me smirk when you picked the same teams, too? Not that you're Washington, picking them. Washington, Buffalo. No, I'm not picking. I'm not doing anything that you're doing. But Washington, Buffalo, Houston, and Detroit are the winners I have. Correct. Same. All right. But here we go. Uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis. Now, this is interesting. The last two weeks, like, I picked Tennessee. They got killed. And then I picked the uh, Cincinnati, and then they, they crushed Cincinnati. Uh, so this week, regardless of how wacky that is, I'm going with Indianapolis. Indy. Okay, good. Uh, I just uh, I good. see it. It's their that time. whole division is sitting there at two and two right now. Yep. The whole division is sitting there at two and two. I'm going with the Titans. Um, Indianapolis, go. they've already done well, you know, for themselves, especially since they have a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson, and I know that he missed one game due to concussion, but I think that they have something cooking there, but it's just going to be a slow grind. So I'm just going to go with Tennessee because they do have the familiarity. You know, it's it's you know Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Tennessee's two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that that's about right. So I got the Titans in this one. All right. On to uh, the Giants in Miami. Miami is 11-and-a-half-point favorites. That is, that's a bit much, but I'll go with Miami. Yeah, the G-men don't look good at all, right? You know, they're the team that – it's funny. I was talking about this on my, my radio show on ESPN game night. Uh, I was talking about the Giants right after they lost uh, on Monday Night Football to Seattle 24-3. to The Giants being a playoff team a year ago was probably a mirage. It probably was more fool's gold than it was reality. Brian Dayball went in there, and he, he, he kind of got, got some things cooking with the groceries that were there. He came up with a meal, even though it wasn't the fanciest meal. So then in the offseason, they go and they make the move for Darren Waller. They go out there and they get Jalen Hyatt in the draft to go ahead and stretch the field. They give Daniel Jones a contract extension. They get Saquon Barkley back. Everything is going to be rainbows and puppy dogs, right? It's been everything but that. If they didn't have that huge comeback against the Cardinals in the second half of the, of the game uh, in week two, they're sitting there with no wins on the season. They'd be over. They, I mean, I don't know if you saw Brian Dayball throw the, the tablet the other oh, day yeah. on Monday Night Football oh, yeah. in frustration with Daniel Jones. That thing is falling apart quick. And that just shows that sometimes you could be a playoff team and not really be a playoff team. Like, you were a team that played in the playoffs, but you weren't necessarily a playoff team. That's how I look at the Giants. I don't think that they were a playoff team, but they were in the playoffs last year, if That's, you understand what I oh, mean. Oh, I so, understand, as we are on. Sometimes the Raiders be looking like that. Right, right, exactly. So, I, I got Miami. I think that they probably are going to crush the Giants, 11.5-point favorites. I, I just said I don't like double-digit, uh, you know, being favored by double digits, but 
I think they're going to crush, especially coming off that loss to Buffalo. I think the G-Men are in a bad, bad place, brother. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to uh, New, uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, New England versus the Patriots. This is going to be an explosive explosion when it comes to offense, right? Two teams that haven't got 20 points yet this season. There's only three teams in the league that haven't scored 20 points. The Saints, the Patriots, and the Raiders. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they have not done that in any of their games. So this is the Saints and the Patriots in New England. I'm rocking with New England because I think their defense will get it done. Uh, but the Saints offense, I know Derek Carr is injured, uh, but he's out there. He's trying. Uh, they don't have confidence in Jameis Winston or else they'd have him out there. I mean, the dude's got a sprained AC joint, and they still have him out there playing because that's how little confidence they have in Jameis Winston. So, yeah, they didn't you know, I, I, don't, I don't really blame the struggles of the offense 100% on Derek Carr. The dude's out there, again, playing with a sprained AC joint. Amen, yeah. So I got the Patriots. The, the bigger question is what what's the points, man? You even think they're gonna hit twenty? I I don't see that at all. I, I know you were being sarcastic. No, no, I don't think I don't yeah. I mean one of these teams won't hit hit hell. I don't think either, either one of these will. teams. Yeah, they might not. It might Probably be a seventeen like 10, fourteen 17, game for all yeah, we know. Yeah, seventeen ten. I got Yikes. the Patriots though. They're both one and well, they're one and three and the Saints are two and two. I think the the New England will improve. All right, there you go. Baltimore Ravens at Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Baltimore's getting their groove, brother. Yep. I got the Ravens. I got them to win that division, as a matter of fact. I picked Ooh. them to win the AFC North. Uh, so, yeah, I'm rocking with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Same. there you go. Same. And my fantasy uh, quarterback, oh, Lamar Jackson. Nah, see, I don't do fantasy, <laughs> man. I ain't I know. that guy. I just I do it to, to bug you. Yeah. On to the Eagles and the Rams. I got I got Philly. Same. Philly's, Philly's four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Rams, they're playing better than I expected, but they're still lack of talent, and Philly's not even played their best game yet. They're 4-0. Yeah. They haven't played their best game. Their passing uh, offense hasn't really got going, but their run attack is special, and uh, I think that they're going to keep this party rolling. So I got Philly improving to 5-0. And coming off of last week, that was a, a close one. I think they're going to have all the ducks in a row. This should be a pretty easy win for them. So I got Eagles as well. All right, here we go. The Bengals and the Cardinals. One the, battle of, the battle of one and threes. Yeah, and the battle of the dumpster fires. I, I don't know. Um, I was listening to Shireen earlier, uh, what she said. I am, uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I just think, yeah, it's their time. They, I think Coach Gannon's got, got Arizona believing in themselves, even though they don't have a whole lot of talent. Um, they're, they're playing hard. Every game that they've had, they played hard. Even that game that they lost to, to the Giants, they were up by 20 points at halftime, and they found a way to lose. Shocking that that happens, right? Happened yep. last year to the Raiders against the Cardinals. But <laughs> I actually have Arizona winning this one. Cincinnati's in a bad way, and, and the reason is Joe Burrow and his calf is, is, is bad, and he can't really move around in the pocket. Their offense is scoring less points than the Raiders. They've only scored 49 points this season. Nice. 49. The Raiders have scored 62. And that's nothing to brag about and, and you know, do, the, do a sea walkover or anything like, like you're special. But – yeah, Cincinnati's not scoring. Arizona, they their their coach is Coach Gannon. He is a defensive minded guy, so I think that their defense will make enough plays to stop Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati drops to one and four, and they start thinking about what in the world are we going to do? Are we going to sit down Joe Burrow and make sure that we protect our franchise quarterback? Or are we going to keep trotting him out there? So uh, I got Arizona improving. All right. Uh, speaking of injured quarterbacks, that's a bad segue, but the Jets are in Denver man. against the Broncos. I got I got the Jets, man. I think Denver drops to one and four. Um, Zach Wilson showed me something. I know a lot of people in Raider Nation are talking about the Raiders are going to beat the Jets because, well, the Jets aren't very good. That defense is. That defense is damn good. That run game is good. That run game is damn good. And that quarterback is all right. He ain't good, but he's all right, right? He, he, he played pretty well. Unless he goes back into a pumpkin, 
he he played pretty well. Like he looked like the princess of the ball out there against the Chiefs. Now they lost, and I don't like to you know tout moral victories, but he looked like he had a little something something. And Denver's defense is terrible. I mean, they should have lost that game last week to Chicago. Chicago had what a twenty-one point lead. Yeah. Denver's Denver's defense was getting beat up, and that's coming off a seventy-point loss or not seventy-point loss, but giving up seventy to Miami. Uh, you would have thought that Denver would have been locked in. They weren't. I think that the Jets go to Denver, go to the mile high, and pick up the dub. I also have the Jets, and uh, just echoing everything you said. But I don't. I still the whole show you're echoing uh, the whole, everything. Come on. There's Here. been two games that you've gone against me. Yeah, and, and I guarantee you those are going to be interesting. I, I yeah, they're going to be interesting. <laughs> wow, that was intriguing. Boy, you really put it out there. These are going to be interesting. I think we're going to split them. No em, blank. You know what? The next three games, I will go first. How's that? Uh, just to prove my uh, my thing here. So anyway, I just was gonna say <laughs> that game is gonna be pretty grimy. I feel and close actually, but yeah, the Jets. All right, uh, all right, the Chiefs and the Vikings. I wonder if you have the Vikings, but I have the Chiefs. I have Kansas City. Ah, Minnesota right. turns the ball <laughs> over too much for me, and they might be a team if they lose a couple more games. They might be a team that starts selling. Ooh, I mean, let's just be honest about the situation. There's, there's, they have Caleb really Williams. good. They have really good weapons out there. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the long-term answer there in Minnesota anymore. So if they lose a couple more games and get to like one in five, one in six, I could definitely see them saying, all right, well, let's go ahead and move this guy. Let's move that guy. Uh, let's set ourselves up in position. Maybe we'll get a Caleb Williams. Maybe we'll get a Drake May. They're they already, the you know, kind of reset the market when they got rid of Dalvin Cook. That kind of let it be known that, you know, that, that expensive running back is not our guy. I can see it happening. So, uh, yeah, I got I got the uh, the Chiefs. I just think that they're getting better. And uh, Patrick Mahomes will play a lot better than he did last Sunday night against the Jets. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, the Vikings one of the teams on that list for Caleb Williams, just saying. Yeah? Uh, yes. Okay. On to the big show here. Dallas, primetime Dallas and the Niners Ooh, in this San Francisco. Is good. Yeah, good one. Three yeah, and a half it is. point favorites for the Niners. I like this one. This is a good one. It is. It's And it's in Santa Clara. It's at Great America. There you go. Uh, I'm taking the Niners, but... Man, this should be interesting. I'll just leave it at that. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close. Like, I'm going to write up. Uh, Ari, every time you say something about a game, I'm going <laughs> to write up what you say. And then, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Chicago and Washington, it's going to be interesting. No, Jacksonville, not, no, Buffalo, no, 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 it's no. going to be interesting. I say that Houston sarcastic. and Atlanta, it's going to be interesting. I said it sarcastically. Carolina at Detroit, <laughs> boy, that's going to be interesting. All Tennessee right. at Indianapolis, I think this is going to be interesting. The Giants at Miami, this game's <laughs> going to be interesting. New Orleans and New England, interesting game. Are you going to Baltimore go at Pittsburgh? You're really going to go through? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Philadelphia at the Rams. You know, I'm really interested in this one. Cincinnati at Arizona. This is going to be interesting. Only the one Jets more, at Denver. Two more. Boy, these are interesting teams. Can't wait to see this. KC at Minnesota. Now this will be interesting. Dallas at San Francisco and in Santa Clara by Great America. Interesting. And now for the most interesting game of all time. <laughs> You'll never see anything more interesting than this. <laughs> all right, all right, you got me. By the way, I don't have this circled yet, but I'm going to go first so that there's no uh, there's I got no the Raiders. Oh, okay. I got the Raiders because they need to stop the bleeding. They do really much. They need to stop the bleeding. I'm, uh, I started off the show talking about how much this game and how much this could end up being uh, almost a must win, right? What, what the texters say, if, if 10 out of 10 is a must win, I got an 8 out of 10. I'm right there. I co-sign. I rubber stamp it. This is an 8 out of 10 must win as far as I'm concerned. So I, I'm rolling with the Raiders. Uh, they got to figure it out, man. They've got to score more than 20 points. They got to stop shooting themselves in the foot. They got to stop doing a lot of things, and they need to get right. They need to not be the get right. They need to get right. Yes. Uh, 
That's I, me. I am scared, but I picked the Raiders, and we'll just leave it at that. How interested are you in this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in them getting a dub and proving. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of superstitious stuff going on, too. Like, like I picked the Chargers last week, and they won. But then I'm like, I don't want to. I'd rather just not pick the Packers, even if they win. I'd Why? Pick, pick whoever you no, believe no, is going to win. I got the Raiders. I'm just If saying. you were putting some money down, who would you put? I'll go with the Raiders anyway. If you were putting some money down, who would you go with? With the Raiders, I'm saying. Okay. If it's money Packers involved, are, it's just are, not. Packers are a point-and-a-half favorites yeah. in this that, one. That might be why. <laughs> All right, there you go. Monday Night Football, that closes out week five. So there you go. Those are our interesting Very games. Very interesting. Today. Very interesting <laughs> week five action. <laughs> Ari breaking it down. Boy, we're going to get you your own show. You know what else is interesting? with Ari. <laughs> It's not bad, not bad. Everybody's got some crutch words. I'm, I'm never going to use this word again, clearly, because I learned very quickly just now. <laughs> Everything yeah. is interesting. Speaking of interesting. Uh, I'm not mad. See what I'm interesting. doing with that? I see. Yeah, hey. Go, hey, man, you got an open mic. Go ahead and, and do. Speaking ahead. of interesting, we did all that to tell you I have a four-pack of tickets, one more, for the Soccer and Summerlin, Las Vegas Lights FC, taking on the Colorado Springs under the lights at LV Ballpark Saturday, this Saturday, actually, at 7.30 p.m., tickets at Aviators lv.com call me right now and i know this number 702-365-9200 caller number nine and get you hooked up i like it i like it one quick thing before we take a break a uh, big dub raider hit us up on the don't be broke.com text line at 69187 keyword rnr buffalo is the home team this week in london go raiders and so yeah buffalo is the home team but as far as i'm concerned it's a it's a it's a jaguars home game right you look in the stands there in london the majority of the jerseys are Jaguars. Every year, the team that plays in London, guaranteed, is the Jaguars. They might as well go ahead and have their uh, Plan B stadium in London because that's the Jaguars. And I know their owner, who has the soccer ownership there overseas, would love to have that team there. At some point, hopefully, no time in my lifetime, there will be a team in the NFL that's playing their home games in London each and every week. Again, I hope I'm not around when that happens. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to travel. How far is it? That's a hell of a travel, isn't it? The wife said something about, hey, we should go to London. And I was like, that's like a nine-hour, nine, ten-hour flight. I'm good. I think it's like five hours from New York, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to look. Ari's like, I don't know. That's interesting. I'm going to (laughs) look. I'm interested in knowing how long that takes to fly. I think it's like nine or ten hours. That's too much. I'm I'm that guy that goes about five hours, and I am like, get me the hell off of this plane. New York to London is seven and a half, which I guess means that would be like geez. ten and a half. Yeah, that's no, I'm more. sorry, twelve and a half for me. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or unless Ooh. it's the other way around. I don't know. That's no, no, thank you. Seven and a half just from New York to. No, I'm good. It's not. It's exactly ten hours from Vegas to London. I am good. Yeah, you're not gonna get me on that. I can't. There ain't enough sleep involved to get me in. I just couldn't sleep that whole time if I wanted to. Oof, man, that's miserable. Anyway, uh, thank you, Big Dub Raider, for that text. I do appreciate you. 434 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Caller number nine. Hopefully you're, uh, you're already dialed up. 702-365-9200. Soccer in Summerlin. We're trying to send you this Saturday night with Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Here's your boy Q. 
And here we go. 439 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Craig in promotions just ran into the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio and said, Ari, we've got one more four-pack of tickets to see soccer at Summerlin. Do you think you can give them away? And Ari was like, damn, we just gave a pair of tickets away. Like, literally, we just asked for a caller number nine. And he said, yes, that's what I just heard. That's why I thought I'd go and rush you with one more four-pack of tickets if and only if you think you can give them away. So I can't guarantee anything. I told him, look, I don't know how many people want to go see soccer at Summerlin, but we'll do it again. We'll give out another four-pack but by the time the show is over. So I'll just say it right now. I'm not even going to be creative. I'm not going to do anything, whatever. It, look, if you want to go to soccer at Summerlin, Craig just hooked us up with another four-pack, just call right now. You could be caller one. You could be caller 100. I don't care. Call Ari, and he'll hook you up right now. We'll hook it up just like that. So there's that. But uh, definitely appreciate uh, Craig, who always hooks us up with a ton of uh, get great giveaways. We've got great concerts. We've obviously got tickets to Raider games and, and a whole lot more. So we definitely appreciate Craig. But sometimes, sometimes he hits us with some last-minute stuff. We're like, look, dude, I only got three hours of the show. Can't give giveaways away every 15 minutes, but we do what we can. We try to hook the people up. We try to give the people what they want. So thanks to Craig and all his uh, efforts, and appreciate you, Raider Nation, as well. Got a couple texts that I want to get to before we hear some head coach Josh McDaniels sounds. Uh, this is off the WBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r This is from Mark in Jersey. One in three start makes every game a must win for me if you want to have a positive season. And, again, Shereen uh, Williams joined the show yesterday. If you're just uh, tuning in, and didn't get to hear the beginning of the show, I played a little sound bite from what she had to say about the Cincinnati Bengals and their 1-3 and three start. And she said, hey, if they lose this game to Arizona, which I picked them to lose, then they have to start thinking about 2024 because they're in a hole that they might not be able to climb themselves out of. And that really triggered me to think about how close to a must-win game is this for the Raiders, who are also sitting there at 1-3. and three. So, Mark, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, this is from the 707. AQ, probably a silly question, but do you happen to know if Monday Night Football is also shown on ESPN Plus? That's what we have uh, only, and no info is coming up for that. And this game is going to be interesting. <laughs> interesting. Ari, interesting. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's on ESPN Plus. Actually, I know it's not. It's only on Amazon Prime, which I still have to get used to. I still, I'm sitting here. It's so funny. I'll be here in the home studio like I am right now, and I'm watching ESPN, and they're doing all these previews for for Thursday night football. And then all of a sudden, I have to realize, like, wait, why is volleyball on? Wait, why is? How come the game's not on? Oh, that's right. I got to go to Amazon Prime. That is what I hate. I appreciate the fact that Amazon Prime wanted to get in bed with the NFL and and get a platform like they have. That's fine, but I hate the fact that I'm stuck on Amazon Prime throughout the course of the game. I hate that, right? And so as soon as the game is over, no joke, as soon as it says 0, zero, zero boom, <laughs> I'm off Amazon Prime and I'm straight to uh, the ESPN to start listening to, like, Scott Van Pelt and, and see what players are getting interviewed. But, yeah, it's definitely not, uh, it's definitely not on ESPN+. Plus. So sorry for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, we got a text from – let's see. We already had Rob's in Oakland. Uh, this is from the 209. A couple of them from the 209. What's up, Q? What do you know about this new cornerback the Raiders just signed to the practice squad? And also, do we know if Hoyer or O'Connell is taking second-string quarterbacks reps at practice? I know the window you guys get to watch is very short. That is from Poncho, uh, texting from the 209. And, yeah, uh, excited about – I say excited. I don't know if excited is the right word. That's probably uh, a little bit too much. But, um, yeah, Rajon Wright, he was the guy that was on uh, Last Chance U. He went to Laney College in, in, uh, in Oakland and then went to Oregon State. He's a guy, he's a long, thin, 
Seattle Seahawk-type cornerback, right? He's a guy that, that goes and gets the ball. He, he, and his brother, Nashon, actually is uh, with the Cowboys right now. So, uh, yeah, they, they both uh, went to Laney for a quick minute. And I remember talking to Coach John from, uh, from Laney when the last chance you was going on. And I uh, thought that that was really cool. So Rajon Wright is now part of the Raiders practice squad. He was with the Panthers practice squad, uh, was released from that. And so the Raiders picked him up. I don't know what he could turn into. I think it's a good story. I really do. Uh, I, I root for him. I remember watching Last Chance U, and uh, I was excited about that. That was the uh, the football version of it. Now, of course, they've done some they've done some uh, basketball versions of Last Chance U as well. But uh, that was really cool. I think that was the last football one, as a matter of fact. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, if he can get up to speed at any point and, and, and be thrown out there, I don't know when they would look to put him out there, but it's an interesting, interesting little signing and addition to the Raiders practice squad. Uh, also, uh, I don't know about the Hoyer O'Connell who's taking the second string uh, reps at practice. I asked Vinny about that earlier when he joined the show and he wasn't a hundred percent sure, but uh, you know, that's, that should be that. I'm trying to think. I want to say it's going to be Hoyer. But I'm not 100% sure, right? I, I want to say that Hoyer's probably going to be the backup quarterback. They'll probably put O'Connell back in that, that third string, that emergency string quarterback, as long as Jimmy G's available. Only because he has that, and this is what Vinny has said, he has that experience with, you know, just going out there if he has to go out there in a pinch, right? Whereas would they rather have O'Connell have a whole week of practice like they set him up last week when they took on the Chargers. So there's that. Um 253, a text from 253, Adams versus former backup quarterback. Very interesting. <laughs> oh, the interesting. I love the interesting references now, Ari. You've, you have made your mark on this show. Interesting. Everyone is saying interesting now on the text line. So there you go. Thanks. You, you, you've made it, Ari. You've made it. You've made your impact. That's all I ever wanted. On the show. <laughs> Also want to shout out to Jesse, who was the winner of the four pack of tickets to go to uh, summer, soccer in the in Summerlin uh, at the Las Vegas ballpark. So shout out to him. Definitely appreciate that as well. Glad that uh, we could send some more people to go see some soccer action at the Las Vegas ballpark. Let's go ahead and get into a few little sound bites here from head coach Josh Daniels as we met with him earlier today. Ari, let's go ahead and skip the opening statement because it's really long. So let's go ahead and skip the opening statement, and let's just go to, to talking about Jordan Love, his big arm, and the fact that they've been connecting on some deep shots this this year and how much that's going to be challenging to the Raiders' defense. They have, and and they've gotten a lot of de- uh, defensive pass interference penalties as well. So, I mean, it's like one way or the other, they're gaining 50 yards, you know, so. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about it. Uh, we know it's going to be part of the game. Um, you know, that's, you know, they, they, they definitely will test the, the deep part of the field. Uh, you gotta be disciplined. Um, and even if you're down there on them, uh, the ball may be coming anyway, you know, and he's, he's already shown, um, you know, uh, the ability to drop it in there, even if the coverage is tight, uh, give his man an opportunity to touch the football and make a play. So got a lot of guys that can run too. This is a fast team, and um, they use them the right way and try to get them down the field. And um, we're going to have to be disciplined, and we're going to have to defend the ball when it's thrown, even if we're back there. So there you go. That was the answer to my question about the deep shot. Uh, I've been talking about that quite a bit through the course of the show. If it was Rob Demosky that we talked about or talked with, 
uh, Vinny, uh, who, you know, even Lincoln, when we had him on, we talked to him about that as well. And, again, just for you that don't know, Jordan Love has completed nine passes of 30 or more yards this season, which is tied for the most in the NFL with Kirk Cousins. The Packers had 16 such plays in 2022, which was tied for 20th in the NFL. So they already have connected on nine through four games. They only had 16 in 2022. So they're going to take their shots. And like you heard Coach McDaniels right now talk about, they also get a lot of those PI penalties, you know, those penalties, and those are 50-yard gainers, and the Raiders cannot afford to give those up if they want a chance to win on Monday night. We'll hear one more soundbite from head coach Joshua Daniels, then we'll take a break, and it's also the other question that I asked, and this was about playing four-quarter games. We talk about four quarters. You've got to play a complete game. got to play a complete game. The Raiders start off well. The first quarter is good. The fourth quarter seems to be good. What's up with the second and third quarters? You know, if there's one answer, I would, you know, I would have, I would have, you know, but I think it's, you know, you're ready to go early and try to start the right way, but also then, you know, maintain that consistency in terms of our overall execution. I, I really do believe taking care of the ball is really, you know, an important factor to just our overall team playing uh, up to its potential. I don't think we've, you know, we haven't had a game like that, you know, and, and that's our responsibility is, you know, let's go out there and play a, a turnover-free game. You know, what does that look like? We don't know what it looks like yet. So um, will we play better in the second and third quarter if we don't turn the ball over, if we don't, you know, give them extra possessions? Um, you know, I I would imagine we would, you know, and that's what our hope and goal is, is we go out there and try to play a complimentary game where each phase, you know, helps put the other phase in a good position, you know, to go out there and do its job the right way and keep competing. So, um, again, until we do that, it's hard to say, you know, well, let's make 17 different changes because we really haven't played the game that way. And that's what we need to, you know, and that's that's our job. That's my job. There's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about a four-quarter game and talking about, you know, the second and third quarter. They have not done that. That's going to be one of the biggest keys to the game is uh, that they have to play that, that four-quarter game and, uh, you know, they have to get something done in the second and third quarter. They have to get something done in the second and the third quarter. 449 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, close out the show. It's Randish Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Couple housekeeping notes real quick before we close out the show today. Coming up at 5 o'clock upon further review. Eddie Pascal will uh, take you inside of uh, Raiders HQ, and usually he has a player or two to talk to, and he'll have a lot of good stuff to hear, so you can keep it right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 if you'd like. And uh, here upon further review with my guy, Eddie Pascal, does a fantastic job with that. Also, if you're looking for Thursday Night Football and you want to watch it, you can join Clay Baker. He's going to be at, uh, at, at Chickies and Pete's inside of uh, the Sahara Las Vegas. Uh, it's his Thursday night spot. He'll be there till at least 8 o'clock this evening, so I know he's making his way over there right now. If he's not already there, uh, definitely go check him out. Uh, Chickies and Pete's a fantastic spot to watch all kind of different action. they got TVs everywhere. The food is phenomenal. A uh, really nice place to hang out and, and enjoy your Thursday night, so make sure you go check out Clay at Chickies and Pete's, especially if you don't have Amazon Prime and you don't want to, you know, just want to see the game, go check it out. You know, hang out with Clay, get some free stuff, and watch the game at the same time. Really, that's a win-win-win type of situation. Also, tomorrow here on Raider Nation Radio 920, it is Boyd Fan Day Friday. We did this before. We got the hookup on that, and uh, we got the hookup again during the morning tailgate, during JT the Brick Show, 
during Unnecessary Roughness. We're going to get you hooked up. We're going to get you free bowling at either the Orleans Casino, Gold Coast Casino, or Samstown Las Vegas Casino, and that's going to get you in to win tickets to the Raiders-Patriots game coming up at the Legion Stadium at uh, on October 15th. So Boyd Fan Day Friday is going on tomorrow. Every single show we have here on Raider Nation Radio 920 is going to get you in to win tickets to the Raiders-Patriots game at Allegiant Stadium on October 15th. So uh, good stuff, man, really good stuff. Excited about everything that we have and the opportunities that we have with you each and every day here and also being able to hook you up with some really cool prizes. And tomorrow will be thanks to Boyd's Gaming. Uh, one quick text from the 707. Like the dollar steak, the like the dollar store steak. I don't think interesting is ever going to die now, and I'm with you 100%. Interesting will never die. Ari I'm is the most interesting man in well in the studio in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Upon further review is up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com. Brought to you by Porta Subs.